welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome everyone to episode 25, yes it is 25, of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Good afternoon, Matt, and we are roughly about just under 12 hours since the latest announcement, haven't we? I know, man. Finally, it's come around. So at this current time, gyms are looking to be open from the 12th of April with potential all lifted, lifted restrictions by summer. What you make of that, mate? You know what? I had a chat with the wife about it last night, and we just said it's nice to have a date something to aim for whether it changes or not i think it's nice to have a good idea of of how long we have to prepare ourselves mentally mentally for it and i think today's podcast is going to almost go along the similar sort of lines isn't it hang on a minute i've seen you do it before with clients i've seen you get them to do a back squat and you're not giving them a rep range that's exactly the same as you so you've just got them to keep going keep going keep going yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right mate it is nice to have a date to aim for as well Absolutely, Matt. Okay, so we're actually going to discuss how to come back to fitness. Now, honestly, I think fitness, I mean, a lot of people have been doing a lot of, let's say, in, in commerce, fitness, even in this lockdown as well. But there's there's a big majority of people that maybe haven't done as much over the lockdowns and are waiting for gyms to get back open. So we just kind of want to set up a bit of a starter pack, maybe, into going back to the gym or heading or gradually building back to the gym. Yes, almost like a to-do list, isn't it? Some some things to tick off just so that mentally and physically you feel prepared to go back to the gym, whether or not you're a newbie or you've managed to train throughout lockdown. So, Mike, if someone's never gone to the gym before and they decide to take it up from April the 12th, what can they expect when they walk in a gym from now? Wow. So, have you ever seen Royal Rumble? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking, comes no. on, you come running down much. <laughs> exactly. Oh my <laughs> gosh, no, not the chair. Being in a new, a new environment for the first time, even myself, I've been going to the, the gym since I was 16. But when I had my interview at my previous gym, I was really nervous, felt a little bit anxious going into a gym, even though that's an environment I spent pretty much majority of my life in. So I guess not knowing what to expect would be the first one and most gyms you'll probably find should have maybe a virtual tour on their website or their instagram or facebook pages so that's definitely one thing i would recommend i mean those people who who would have gone around and seen the gyms just get an idea of how it feels like so maybe before you sign up to a gym just try and get a feel for it i would say then you can get an idea of the the sort of vibe that it is i mean what are your thoughts on that matt yeah, I think you've got to be quite comfortable with what gym you go to at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, if you haven't been to the gym yet, it's going to, you're going to be very anxious walking into a new environment. If you're not used to that environment, yeah, it's a little bit of a scary place. And as Mike said, you know, I walk into an environment I'm not familiar with. It's quite a scary place for me to go as well. So certainly don't feel out of place, even if because it isn't your normal place you would normally go. Um, the biggest step is actually taking that step for the door and actually turn up to the gym. So you want to make sure it's the right environment you're looking for with exactly what you want to do. Once the individual has decided on their place that they're looking to attend, 
what would be the next step, Matt? I think as well, I think when you join a gym, you do need an element of help when you join. So a lot of a lot of big gyms do like gym inductions, which are usually part of a gym service, I think most of the time, aren't they now? And I'll always take, if you've never done any form of exercise from gym, always take up that gym induction as well. And that's when you would have a gym instructor take you around the gym, show you some machines, some freeway exercises, basically build you a program to get you started off with. If not, maybe seek help from something like a personal trainer moving forward, just so you know how to use the equipment correctly and safely. Matt, would it matter if you have a, a long-term or short-term goal? When you do a gym induction, in most places, it's quite basic. And, you know, the gym instructor should be able to give you something a little bit more specific to your goal, but initially to get you just up and moving. I mean, when you go down the route of such things as personal training or online training, then you're going to get a little bit more of a tailored program, tailored nutrition, a little bit more specific to your goal. Um, but just starting off, I would personally just get in the gym, get moving safely and make sure you enjoy it. Cool. And then I guess on the flip side, we've got the individuals over lockdown who have managed to maintain their training regime and are ready to go. I mean, what sort of advice would you give them before they walk into the gym environment for the first time back? I think as well, like, you know, if you've been probably limited at home because of things like equipment, space, um, machinery, things like that, that you would normally use in the gym as well, just don't go mad and go, don't go and rip up a one rep max deadlift on your first session back if you haven't touched the barbell in three months. You know, doing single dumbbell workouts aren't going to compare to doing heavy sets of deadlifts. So just honestly, I would spend the first four to six weeks easing yourself back into it not too many sets not too many reps focus on movement because let's face it Mike they're going to be sore as hell when they go back as well oh yes and if you listen to episode number 23 we briefly touched on gas principle which is to do with strength training the first week's been the alarm phase so if you've not lifted anything uh, reasonably heavy or trained in a certain way it's highly likely that you will be sore almost like the, the point where you feel like you know someone's stabbing forks in your quads or being snipered from behind in your hamstrings or your chest doms like you know the kids have been burying you full of sand you can't move i like the way this is like all real life as well these are <laughs> happen to you well. <laughs> but i think trying to limit as much soreness as possible really we spoke with dr hall last week about setting baselines mm. post covid and yeah. Whether you've had COVID or not, it's important to set a new baseline going forward rather than trying to think, right, my previous efforts were this, or I see some guy on YouTube doing this, so this is what I need to aim for. Yeah. So, Mike, in your opinion, what could people do now in preparation from going, going back to the gym if they want to return almost back to a similar routine they used to do? What can they do in like this? Is it six, seven-week window they've got now? Yeah, we've still got a fair bit of time, and I liked your post today on the bands. <laughs> I've got to say, man, the bands are all right for like the first couple of weeks. I was like, oh, I've had man. enough of programming band, banded workouts. I, know, I think I've been dreaming of bands. I've like been chased by a band down yeah, the road. Single dumbbell workouts and oh. and hit workouts. Oh. I know. It'd be fun, fun to program some gym stuff again as well. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, going back to your question, I would say... Th those of you who don't warm up or cool down, now is the perfect time to do it. I think these things are massively underrated, warm-ups and cool-downs. Yes, they're boring. Yes, they take time. But 
they massively help preparation for lifting or running or whatever you're doing at the gym but also as soon as you finish your training session that is the start of your recovery process so the cool down or the stretching off that's going to definitely contribute to limiting your soreness and recovery yeah. going forward that's quite interesting you said about cool downs i know a lot of people who run a lot of sessions who don't cool down at the end i'm not gonna lie matt many times in the past i've thought ah oh, you know what i'll do it later i'll do it when i get home it's very easy to, to avoid because you're feeling good after a training session you think ah oh, I'll be fine. It's almost like when you go out to the pub, you think, oh, one more beer, I'll be all right next morning. And then you wake uh, up in the morning. You wake up in the middle of France at four o'clock with your passport thinking, how did I get here? <laughs> I, yeah. I hate when that happens. I do get it, but it's, it will make a huge difference to your recovery, but also think of your performance going forward as well. So that's one thing I'll definitely mm. reinforce. It could be five minutes either side, focusing on the areas which you're going to particularly work that day. think with anything as well it's just like gradually building yourself up to it because if you maybe you finished at a certain level of training maybe you're doing four or five times a week you know some high intensity stuff in there some moderate intensity stuff in there as well and obviously you've dropped off completely for the lockdown then almost there needs to be a phase of building that back up gradually over time rather than you say opening on the 12th of april and then just go hard straight away yeah it's very easy to kind of get back and you see new bits of kit and you think, right, okay, well, I plan to do this today, but you know what, I'm going to try that, which is fine. But like I say, you don't feel you have to utilize every bit of kit at the gym just because you've not used it for a while. What is your guilty pleasure of, of, of equipment? I do like a leg extension Ooh, and a hamstring curl. Do you ever do the toes out and the leg extension, the toes in? Hit the, Ooh, the, no, no. I like the single leg version of it. Just Ooh. Oh. Even a good old lap pull down, Mike, as well. And lap pull down is first on the list lovely lovely <laughs> we've touched on goals and we've touched on goals in the past about outcome goals performance goals and process goals and so on so would you say that people have to have a goal when they go back or can they just go back and actually just purely enjoy training again well mate it's i'll be for 2021 that's what that's what the talk is on the town isn't it so obviously we've got to get in shape for that we've got to get in shape for ocean beach well, I think I'm on Margate Beach. Margate Beach. Um, no, but that's the thing. I think initially at first as well, people have almost been using this thing that gyms are shut, therefore I cannot lose body fat, I cannot get fit, things like that as well. And do you know what? It is a little bit easier to do it at the gym because, you know, that's what gyms are kind of designed for. But this whole lockdown, it hasn't been impossible to achieve something. So I think if you're heading back, I would personally say get in the habit of just training a little bit first of all decide what direction you want to take things and then do that i mean if your goal has been fat loss and it is when it goes back to the gym that's something you can do now you do not necessarily need the gym to do that the only the only thing i could think of the top of my head mike if you had no equipment at home and you were relying on a gym if you was doing something performance-based you know, where you'd need certain bits of equipment. If you was to get stronger on your benchmark lifts or Olympic lifting, yes, you're going to need equipment. But for a lot of other general goals of basic fitness, fat loss, mobility, this can all be done at home. And on the topic of fat loss, for those individuals who've done well of a lockdown and 
managed to, you know, create an energy deficit, lose a little bit of fat, feeling good. And now the gym's open, I guess the temptation now is to, to then think, right, I'm doing well so far. Yeah. And I've now got access to a gym. What would your advice be for someone who, especially who's new to fat loss, those of you who've done it for the first time and think, right, okay, well, if I then increase it by doing more exercise, then surely that's going to get better results, right? Yeah, if in in the short answer, possibly, maybe, but in the long term answer, I I would personally advise if you're going to embark on something, it's going to be a little bit more intense. It's going to have more volume. It's going to be physically more demanding. You do need to consume more calories than if you were say at the moment you're walking, you know, ten fifteen thousand steps a day was categorised as your exercise or movement. If you're going to go back in the gym and you're going to do spin classes you're going to lift weights you're going to need extra calories in there to be able to do so otherwise you are going to burn yourself into the ground i guess for a lot of people the fear is by consuming more mm. they're going to be gaining again isn't it yeah but this expenditure is going to be so much higher if you're going to be training four or five times a week and um, plus recovering from training session not a lot of people think about the recovery side of things post workout in order so you can train again as well. So I would recommend if you are going to up your expenditure in one one way or another, if that be through exercise of any form, there definitely needs to be an increased amount in calories going in. So I guess if we increase our outgoings too much and our demand on our body, and if we're not getting a sufficient amount of recovery through calories, then I guess that's going to put more stress onto already stressful situation when you're trying to lose body fat. Yeah, most definitely. And also, I've got a question for you, Mark, as well. Do you think there'll be a certain amount of people that maybe used to use gyms, not train at gyms anymore, and they're training at home? Yes, definitely. I've got a few clients who've converted their garages into really good setups and really enjoy training at home. So I think that's fantastic. If the gym is not for you, then don't feel because it's there, you have to do it. If you feel like you get so much more from your training by training at home or especially now that spring stroke summer's coming, these places will always be there for you. So don't feel because it's opening, you feel inclined to do that. Ultimately, it's all down to your own personal preference. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more as well, mate. Like I think some people I've spoke to have actually preferred training at home because they haven't got the, the sort of drive to the gym, the drive back. Um, but then on the flip side as well, I know a lot of people, you know, especially at, at my gym as well, kind of like going to the gym for that exact reason to spend some time away from home and and things like that so i guess it sort of works both ways doesn't it absolutely and i wanted to ask you at sisu you have a number of set of rules that people will need to comply by to obviously to hear it for covid safe so i guess if you are looking at going back to the same gym already it's still important that you just double check that the rules haven't changed or any new procedures, that sort of thing. So you don't turn up on the first day or first week a little bit unprepared. Yeah, so we're starting a new thing. Everyone has to be completely vaccinated before they return back to the gym. I'm only joking. <laughs> so you might have like <laughs> two or three members by the time you get back. Yeah, we're going to say anyone who's non-vaccinated can work out in the car park. Anyone who has vaccinated <laughs> can go into these ones. Um, no, yeah, we, we literally put loads of rules in place after the first lockdown as well. Um, we, we, want to be, we want to make members feel safe. We want to keep our staff safe. Um, you know, we don't let anyone get ill or even pass it on to any other family member. So yeah, we followed like having everyone having their own bays, which reduced session sizes, temperature checks, 
clean down periods after sessions as well. So I dare say all of them same things will have to be implemented when we come back. But if it means eventually we can return back to a free-flowing gym, like it seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? It seems a long, long time ago, pre-COVID, that would be the goal with the gym. So yeah, there are some precautions in place. How about yourself, mate? When it comes to the one-to-one stuff, I'll say temperature checks and the venue that I work at, wearing masks in certain areas and then yeah, yeah keep, keeping a distance. The place where you go should make you aware prior to turning up, but worst case scenario, just give them a call or email them, just find out if there, anything has changed prior to it, just so that, you know, it's not another stress when you turn up and think, oh no, I forgot to do that. And you've got to go home and get it. And it just spoils your experience back to exercise, whether you're training for a goal or whether you're just going to wing it just to get those endorphins back. Yeah, I think you actually said a really important word there, endorphin kick as well. A lot of people have maybe missed that. They maybe haven't exercised during the first lockdown because, you know, you know that feeling after exercise, it just feels amazing as well. And a lot of people will be like, you don't exercise, won't get it. But when you do train, you do get it and you do understand it. And that what almost becomes an addiction as well of keep going back to the gym. I mean, it is a good addiction at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, me personally, I'll, I prefer training at a, a gym or a you know, a fitness center because the environment plays a big part for me. You know, I'm driven mm-hmm. by the environment. So don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoy training at home in a garden, but it's not the same when you're in a, an environment for me. So what about yourself, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm a gym person. I've got to say, like, I do like training environment. The way I kind of like it, like quite loud music. I like an atmosphere, I like a bit of hype. You know, I always feel like training should be the most exciting part of my day. And that's, that's very important to me. And that's what sort of atmosphere we want to create down the gym as well. We want it to be as exciting as possible when people walk in through the door, you know. If they've had a really shitty day at work for whatever reason or a family life, they can come in, the smile will be on their face by the time they leave. That's the, that's the goal when it comes to the gym. I think that's the perfect way to end it, Matt. That is. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening <laughs> and tuning in to episode number 26. Stay safe. Stay well, guys.